Rhino Row. Everybody underestimates the kick in the groin. That's fucking illegal. Bro, you're not even famous yet. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. What we're on the rise of finance. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. Mel Brown, what's happening, player? Not much. How's things with you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, we were training earlier on, so just, yeah, just getting ready. We're two weeks out from the fight now, so... Yeah, it's getting, getting shit's getting real. Shit is getting real. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Um, I can't wait though. I um, I know, I know how I'm going to win. So that's good. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it in a dream. I've seen two outcomes, and both of them aren't good for my opponent. Unfortunately, seems like a nice enough guy, but this lovely fellow actually. But that's just how it goes. It's the name of the game. Fair enough. And um, what about you? You had your your insights now. Yeah, uh, flying, spinning, inverted, go-go plata. Well, that's kind of, that is your game. That is my go-to. That's your go-to. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, what about the uh, UFC this weekend? Then we stayed up and watched it. Uh, weird stand up on a Sunday. It did. It uh, properly threw my Monday off. was not a productive day. It threw my week off. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the first, UFC hangover is real. Oh, it's 100% real. Um, and, and it's horrible too. Absolutely horrible. It's hard going. Um, yeah, but the, the fight that uh, sort of really shocked me at the beginning was Henan Barai and Luke Sanders. Um, I wish I could say I was shocked, but Henan Barai is just... He needs to hang them up. He's so shot. Like, I'm actually surprised he got another fight in the UFC after the last one. Do you think that was his last one? I would hope so. Like, I mean, Luke Sanders, is, he looked the, good for a round. He did, but I mean, this is the guy who at one point was being debated whether he's the pound-for-pound pound best, is now uh, opening the fight pass prelims as a betting underdog to Luke Sanders. Well, he didn't open them. Did he not? No, he's oh, second. No, there's, there's Albu and Whitmer, Whitmer. Which literally well, cost me all my betting for the evening. Yeah, well, if that's the company you keep. Um, See, Emily Whitmire was complaining that she didn't get a bonus because she like, well, it was like one minute into the the round, she, you know, she dropped Albu, took her down, tapped her, and she was like, "Well, that's no different than what Cron Gracie did." It's like, yeah, but you're not Cron <laughs> Gracie. You don't have that surname. It is a bit shit. We talked about the bonuses before and the other the performance bonuses in this way, but you know, she'd have got her win bonus. You know. Yeah, I'm sure she did. So it's hard to, you know, like she's already got double what her opponent got. Well, I don't know what the what the pay breakdown was, but you sign the contract to fight for that amount of money. Yep. Um, and if you don't like that amount of money, then join a union. Absolutely, a Project union. Spearhead. Yeah, a union. I think is the only thing at this stage that will help a lot of those smaller fighters in this way. The the, the fighters younger in their careers. Um, the prelims were actually bloody. Great. Um, we watched KGB Lee beat Ashley Evans Smith. Ashley Evans Smith might be the worst fighter I've seen in a while. Yeah, certainly that's been around the UFC for that long. Seems like she's been around forever now. She, yeah, she did look. She was terrible. Terrible. Um, terrible. Just, yeah, there was not a lot. You know, usually when you're like, oh well, you know, she was bad on the feet, but at least 
she was okay on the ground. No, she looked pretty poo everywhere, but... I think this uh, arena had the best name. Oh, the... the Talking Stick Resort. Yeah. It must be some sort of, like, Native American... I have no idea. Nod to it. But we at the time thought it was just a, sh- a really shitty name for a, a microphone. microphone yeah. like this. <laughs> Speak into the talking stick. Talking to stick. my talkie stick. <laughs> There's Megan O'Leavy with her massive hands. Which, by the way, I'd never noticed before. No, I had never seen them or paid attention to them before. But uh, yeah, proper. It's like a bunch of bananas. She has hold, massive hold that hands. Stick. Massive hands. Her hands must be. And, I, and they must be bigger than uh, Benavides, who obviously she's married to, Jose. Must be bigger than his hands. I mean, he's not a large human as it is, but like her hands are spectacularly large. They did, or they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just camera angle, but they did look like, uh, yeah, five sausages gripping a microphone. <laughs> Manny Bermudez beat Benito Lopez. Um, many people predicted this, uh, but his first round sub, uh, Bermudez only twenty four looks. Every time I see him out, looks to be the real deal. Absolutely. Um, not by triangle this time, though. No, no. Um, he I can't decide if the Bermudez... Is it, Bermudez does go, triangle? No, he go, is it, does he go by the Bermudez triangle or the Bermuda triangle? I, I I'm looking at his bio here. I think it's Bermuda. Is he missing a, missing a trick by not being the Bermudez triangle? Yeah, no, 100% he is. Yeah. Is it unless he's from Bermuda? I think he's American. Well, Bermuda, is it not just, is it not? I'm looking at his bio, it just says born United States, so. so he's presumably not bermuda or. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's the in the Caribbean, isn't it, Bermuda? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, it's a British island territory in North Atlantic Ocean known for its pink sand beaches such as Elbow Beach and Horseshoe Bay. Sounds lovely. Its massive Royal Naval Dockyard Complex combines modern attractions like the Interactive Dolphin Quest with maritime history at the National Museum of Bermuda. So, yeah, Bermuda, it has its own currency. So, yeah, presumably nothing. Yeah, no, it's not not anything to do with America. So, yeah, I definitely missed the trick by not going by the Bermuda's Triangle. Uh, Next fight up, one that surprised me, Aljamain Sterling beating Jimmy Rivera and beating him handily. He did. Um, he dominated better. him. It's hard to say dominated. He comfortably won, but he didn't really have Rivera in any real danger. Sterling's getting better every time I see him. Yeah. Um, I like him. I can't remember who said it, but going into it, someone raised the point, has Jimmy Rivera, I think it might have been Bisping, has Jimmy Rivera plateaued as a fighter? And after it that, appears it, to be it that way. does seem that that could be... How it is. Um, yeah, I mean, Aljamain Sterling, only 29 years young. Yeah. You know, so he's definitely got the room to keep growing in this way. You know, Rivera, only 29 as well. But, uh, you know, I said to you beforehand that because you were like, oh, where's he training? He's with Lo- uh, Longo and yeah. Sarah. And I sort of said to you, it's like, that's dude, it's like some pretty fucking shit hot people there. Because you've, you know, you've Weidman, you've Raging Al. You know, yeah. you have a couple of Bellator guys that train there. You know, it's funny. I think Aljo would really benefit from going somewhere like AKA. For what? Well, just because his grappling is so good. That's, you know, that is his game. His wrestling is so good that, you know. His, his striking is getting better. It is. Um, I don't think it's quite at the level to give people above him too much issue. Um, 
No, but, but he could wrestle but, uh, pretty yeah. much anyone in that division. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that he could change Jim. Like, not, not long term, but I'd like to see him go somewhere else just to get a couple of different looks. Uh, I, I think that, you know, yes, Raging Al's there, and that's, you know, he's a great wrestler himself, but I think that, you know, if you're Aljo at this stage, you have to make a decision. Do you stay where you are and get what you've always got, or do you try and, you know, if wrestling know. is his th- game... I don't think you can really argue with him staying where he is because... He's had success. Yeah, but he is improving. Like, he is looking better and better. So, I mean, it'd be different if he was stagnant and just looked the same and, you know, was winning and That's losing. That's true. So. That's true. Um, the main card, which was full of surprises of all kinds, but uh, just some great fights. Andre Feely looked excellent against Miles Jury. Looked really good. Jibbity jibbity jab. Jibbity jibbity jab. It was, the whole fight was one off his job. If my name was James... I would fight under the moniker Jimmy Jab. Jimmy Jab. Jimmy the Jab. I wouldn't even keep keep the in there. I think Jimmy just Jab. Jimmy Jab. Well, his Jab was beautiful. Um, um, Miles Jury did that very irritating thing where every time he got hit, he waved him on. Uh, well, he sort needed of like him to. to try and get him into a slugfest. But when Jury actually advanced on him, he looked good. He looked good. I think that's it was a game. Can't plan. take anything away from Philly because he fought really well. But it just like Jury, what the frig were you thinking? You know, like. That wasn't working. And waving people on after you've just got hit. Not quite as uh, effective. I was like, I like that. Please, sir, may I have another? Yeah, give us another one of those. Bop. Begging uh, for jobs like Oliver begged for gruel. Feely is, um, he is uh, Team Alpha Mill, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, good gym and clearly working well for him, especially, you know, with, with that job because he is, he is normally pretty clinch heavy or like uh you know like against the cage heavy um yeah i just think, i think he's he's just good everywhere yeah he's pretty well-rounded I, it's sort of we're getting to that like you every, need that everyone's now. well-rounded like i know there are specialists but even still the rest of their game is still of a yeah like above average standard. standard yeah elsewhere Vincent Luque and Brian Barberina. This was potentially one of the closet fights of the year. I think I got brain damage watching this. Fight. Oh, there was more strikes thrown in that than any other fight in welterweight history. Um, yep, which I can, is a mind-boggling stat. I can believe that. Um, Brian Barberina, just too tough. He is could be one of the world's most scary man or men if uh, he had any power in his hands. Yeah, we were talking about that just before the podcast. Like it's. He's so fucking tough, and his movement's awkward, and he's a bit herky-jerky. Vincent Luque uh, threw everything at him, just couldn't get him down. Now, we both had a wee bet on him for KO, so whenever he dropped <laughs> yeah. him with six seconds to go, um, that was uh, that was great for us. But, you know, I would have been happy seeing that go to decision, because what a fight. Yeah. Luque's um, had a hell of a run, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. But Barbarina is the See, best person he's beaten. Eight and one in his last nine. Yeah. But and that loss was to Leon Edwards. And no shame there. Leon Edwards is pretty close to the top now. Luke's one of those ones that I just... He, he was asking for a top contender fight next. And I don't think he's, he's not there quite yet. there. Yeah. Um, he's still quite young. I think he's only 28. Is he ranked? 28. Not, no. All right. I'm gonna no, he's not. A, I mean, he's, you know, a win over Nico Price, Chad LaPree, Belial Muhammad. All good fighters, you know, but not Jalen. Oh, Jalen Turner's a good win, but Brian Barberina, you know, that doesn't really get him any further than he is now, I don't think. 
Well, Barberini's a bit of a prospect killer, though, isn't he? He is. From he is. He's that guy. He's been around a while. Um, choked poor Sage when he had strep through. And Colby. Colby. Beat Colby. Covington? Oh, no, sorry, he didn't. He got beaten by Colby. I was to say, jeez, I don't um, that. He beat Jake Ellenberger. Not that, well, oh, sorry. He beat the shadow of Jake Ellenberger. Yeah, and first, a strong breeze. Also do yeah, uh, beat Joe that's, Ellenberger that's really as well. Harsh. Like I always liked. I Ellenberger. like Ellenberger. It doesn't um, mean that he he was good at the end of his career. He hung on way too long. Yeah, way too long, way too long. He's a guy actually that I would have loved to have seen pack it in a long time ago. I mean, he oh, holy shit! I'm just looking at his record: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He won two out of eleven fights. Yeah, it's that's terrible. And the two, well, having said that, the two that he beat, Matt Brown and Josh Koscheck. But then you also have to look at who he fought. He fought Rory McDonald, followed by Robbie Lawler, followed by Kevin Gastelum. Oh, yeah, like he went through. Then he beat Josh Koscheck. Then he lost to, again, good names Stephen Thompson, Tarek Safadine, Jorge Masvidal, Mike Perry, Ben Saunders, Brian Barberina. You know, the, the Saunders were, one was bad. They were getting progressively poorer towards the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I would like to see Luke fight Cowboy Oliveira next. Yes, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I can get on board with that. Yeah, once uh, the giant hole should get him ranked head. as well. Yeah, because Oliveira's ranked at fifteen currently, and I think I'm just looking above. You couldn't really put him in there with with anybody else, and plus most of them are booked. Um, 13's Cowboy, he's gone. Back to lightweight, 12's Gunnar Nelson, as we know, obviously booked. Neil Magny, I be- is he booked in a fight? Yes, he's... Fi- uh, wait, actually, maybe not, no. Is he? Neil Magny could be a good shout. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good... That would be... Uh, Leon Edwards, he's already fought. Masvidal's booked. Maya... I'd, I'd be hesitant to put him in with Damian Maya. Oh, Magny or... Uh, uh, Luke? Luke? Oh, fuck, no. Not yet. Hmm... I actually, I don't know. Look at what he did to um, Lyman Good. Yeah, but uh, Lyman Maya, Good would be a good fight for him. Maya could, do, yeah, but he's not ranked. It's the problem. True. It's like on that, you know, what is he on a five fight win streak now? You sort of you've got to if start you can't, looking if you can't at get that. a ranked opponent off a five fight win streak, then why bother? And obviously, is- anybody above Damian Maya, there's you know. There's no point. We're talking crazy. Yeah, um, I can see. I can see the argument for it. I'm just not positive that that I'm. I would want to see that yet. I, I think. I mean, let's see. I'm just just gonna look at the rankings myself. Um, we've got a welterweight. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, do you get? Do you look at giving him someone like uh, De Santos, Celeski De Santos, Cowboy Oliveira is a good one. Um, Nelson, maybe if depending on what happens with it. If, if Nelson gets beaten by Edwards, do you look at? Uh, yeah, Luke A. Nelson, good Gunner. Dude. Yeah, I mean that'd, that'd be a good fight. But yeah, I mean you don't want to be feeding him to Darren Till. Oh God, no. having said that, that'd be a fun fight. Yeah, fuck it, give him Darren Till. <laughs> Just don't give him Usman or Colvington. No. Uh, next fight up, one we were both wrong about: uh, Caceres and Cron Gracie. This is our. Uh, if I had a hat, I'd be eating it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Having said that, like. I'm, my, I'm yes still, no. I still stand by my logic. Same, which is that if Caceres had managed to keep him away, 
you know, like, uh, well, having said that, Kron did did land on him on the feet. You know, he knocked him. Well, he with, has that thing where he's absolutely like he's not worried about getting taken. Yeah, down so he just throws so everything just into plant. his punches. Yeah, um, Casera is obviously not a big power puncher, um, so the threat on the feet wasn't too large. Well, Gracie strangled him within two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, which is what, to be fair, we expected. Par for the course there. Could Crom be legit? And I don't mean right now, but like, I mean, he's still fairly I mean, the- young. Theoretically, there's no reason why he can't. Um, I mean, he's only 30, so, you know, do, do, could you see him getting a belt? That's the question. Probably not. <laughs> like, there's just, especially at featherweight, there's too many well-rounded fighters who with much better who are much better on the feet who would give him fits, fits. and it's it's the it's the Gracie jiu-jitsu thing we were talking about this at the time it's like it on its own is it not on enough. its own isn't enough um it'll get you so far but you will run into some alpha wrestler who has decent pounds uh, let me see like alex volkanovsky you know, a little tank. Yeah, I don't want to see that at all. Well, I mean, but his ground game is so good that, you know, he's a threat to, to everybody. Yeah. So I think, you know, could he win a title? Possibly. Um, I mean, Holloway's currently the featherweight champion. Could I see a world where Crone Gracie beats Max Holloway? Probably not, but... Max isn't going to stay there forever. Or are we just sleeping on his jiu-jitsu? Not sleeping on his jiu-jitsu. Like, can't rate his jiu-jitsu any higher. It's just, it's everything else. Yeah, it's it's having the full game. It's Someone will be able to stifle it. Let's not forget that Alex Caceres, while a veteran... Is an average at best. Yeah, is not anywhere close to an elite fighter at featherweight. Um... There's a pile of super exciting fights you could you could put him together with. I think he's still a win or two away from fighting anybody with a real recognizable name. I'd I'd have thought so. Like I mean, who at do least you give at him least one. Like before you start looking at guys in the top twenty, you give him Miles Miles Jury. Yeah, it's a good like good everywhere. Yep. Um. Beyond that. Like Andre Feely. That'd be a good fight. Michael Johnson. Andre Feely, based off what I just saw. Yeah. Um would be a Calvin Guitar? Oh no. Calvin Guitar fucks him. But what if he gets hold of him? This is the thing. Like uh, Yeah, but I think that Qatar is strong enough with anti wrestling. What about Darren Elkins? I think Darren Elkins is too good everywhere for him. I really do. I think but that could, his, his striking could, needs to get... See, I don't know. Um, I think I'd probably fancy Cron against Elkins. I think he do would you? get tangled up at some point. The Korean zombie. <sighs> too good on the feet. And too good on the ground. Cub Swanson. Likes to get tapped. He does, but we're getting into that sort of range of... Oh, you have to go for one of those. Really, I think really good him, strikers, and it's getting inside yeah, that, but that's, that striking that's range. That's what I was saying about Feely, is I think that Feely, based off what I just saw, would have the ability to keep him away for three rounds. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm literally just looking at the list. I think you're that. right. I think jury jury would be a good shout. Yeah. You give him jury, and then you look at someone like Elkins or or Korean Zombie. Because yeah, then you are Ricardo you do Lamas have could to, be another one. That could be. I think. I think he's too good though. But that's the thing. But it's, but it's it, you can't it, count him out. No, you can't. Anybody. But you need to you need to see the improvement in the striking. Well, that's first it. You, you need you to, need to te- yeah, first. You need to test them before you. So I think that you know he needs to go continue to work on his striking. You know, look, his boxing's going to get good if he's in the um, what do you call it, club that Diaz brothers train up. Something aces or I cannot remember. You know, though it's a well-known boxing club that they train at. Um, ah, it's going to annoy me. Um, what's it called now? That's going to bug the fuck out of me. Uh, because it, there's loads of pro fighters. Uh, what you call them? Joe Schilling trains there. I'm having a mind blank. I really, really can't think. Um, it's Perez, isn't it? Yeah, it's the coach. Yeah, he's there. But but what's the name of the gym? I don't know. It's not um, like Perez Boxing or something. Is it? I'm not well, sure. yeah, Richard Perez Boxing. Yeah, apparently, I thought that there was like a random name for where they trained, like the the Two Aces Boxing Club or something like that. But I know, that anyway, sounds, sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? The Dueling Aces Boxing Club. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a gym from a Rocky film. Like Rocky's enemy would train out of the dueling aces boxing club. Yeah, no, it's like a like a like the um, the gym for like Apollo Creed. Yeah, or like the smoking gun boxing gym. Dueling aces. Um, but yeah, no, I think that we got to see him continue to work on a striking, and we we need to witness it being better before you feed him to likes of Darren Elkins or something like that. But but yeah, completely on board. Uh, Courtney Casey, Cynthia Cavillo. Um, I fancied Casey in this, but can't take anything away from Calvillo. She looked excellent. Looked really, really good. Yeah, sort of showed off some improved striking, but still got that lead leg chewed up. Oh, big style. Courtney Casey is a bit of a nightmare fighter as well, if you're coming up in that division, because she's good everywhere. She gives everybody a super tough fight. Like, her record's not great, 8-7, and seven, but... The people who she's fought and the way, you know, the fights that she has lost tend to be very close uh, decisions. They're just going to swap places in the rankings by the looks of it. Um, so it was a good fight in that way. Yeah. Like 12th like and a, 11th. Made absolute sense. Um, I thought it was a bit ridiculous of... Um, I'm not ridiculous of, but that ridiculous. It's Cynthia Calvillo called out Tatiana Suarez, right? Which, Ooh. yeah, fair enough. Um we're going to get to Suarez later on. We'll talk about more. But I was shocked that she's ranked third. Mm, by the UFC? Yes. Yeah, well. But, like, we'll, we'll talk about her later on. But we'll get to that later on. And we will I, go back. And, I can fully get on board with her ranked third. Uh, from beating Alexa Grasso and Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza's former champ. Yeah, ranked number nine. It's how she beat them, though. But the, ugh, see, this is where I disagree with the rankings. Like, well, that, no, because I like, shouldn't factor my into rankings. It in the is like, is she the third best fighter in that division? You know, theoretically, yeah, yeah, theoretically, but not on paper, and that's what the rankings are about. Is it though? Like, yeah, hundred percent. No, there's no, there's no point. There's no point. There's no point in having them if they're not about who well, beat th- who. Well, I thought it's to represent who 
could packing be order. Who? No, not who could be who, but the packing order of how good you're su- you're supposed to be. But like that's, this is, well, like this a is projection we, then. This is where we rank you. But that's like a projection then, which it shouldn't be. It should be a direct indication of. I think that's know, right. I think she is the third best fighter. That's not the point. Like she may well be in this instance, but the point is that she theoretically, she's not even anywhere close to third. But she should be where you know Carla Esparza is. If she's the most recent win she has at the highest rank, then she should be where Carla Esparza is. Mm, I suppose. You know, like... I can like, argue either way. Like, I'm not... I, but I could see your point if I she's beaten, that, you know, Carolina, Carolina Kovalkiewicz or Car- Carolina, sorry, and Claudia Gedalia. Do you know what I mean? But, like, not from beating, you know, Esparza, Alexa Grasso, and Vivian Pereira. Or Pereira. You know, like, that's not... That's not enough to get you the third ranking. But that's neither here nor there. We will talk more about Tatiana Suarez momentarily anyway. Um, but uh, what what way do you think the uh, the fight goes if Covilo does fight Suarez? And Suarez yeah. destroys her. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what a fight the next one was. James Vick and Paul Felder. Paul Felder, who collapsed a lung in, in the, the third, third round, round. took um, a body shot that collapsed a lung. That is... You know your gangster when... You have your lung collapsed. You finish the fight, win the fight, give an interview, and just go about your business. Well, apparently, uh, so he had to be kept in hospital for observation. Apparently, all he wanted, apparently, he's just sitting, he posted it on the Instagram, just saying, it's ridiculous, I just want a beer. <laughs> sure he does. Um, Going through all that weight cut, and then just... Well, especially, yeah, cutting back down to lightweight. Yeah, um, from welterweight. I thought he looked great. He looked fantastic. Um, Question. James Vick, the most... He's pretty unlikable. He's pretty terrible. For his... Uh, Not like in terms of personality. His affiliations, more so than anything. What a fall from grace, though. One stage you were looking at him for being close to a title shot. I still... Th- I, I think this is a really good win. Like, I don't think... It's a great win. I don't think James Vick is... Well, he's not getting a title shot, obviously, but I don't think he's that far away from being a top five. Considering the Felder's not ranked... That's a phenomenal win. And we both picked but it's him. But it's been a bit of a joke that Paul Felder hasn't been ranked. Yes, true. And, you, you know, he obviously didn't help himself by fighting out of his weight category, fighting yeah. Perry. But, you know, it's still, when you look at his record, you know, it's still gobsmacking that he he isn't yeah. ranked. Um, but Paul Felder, I mean, we both called him for this. He's quietly going about becoming one of my favorite fighters just a shame i think he's he's 33 just a little a little, bit, a little bit too late um i think to make a a real run but his skill set you know he gives most people fit like if you look at the rankings there's you know i mean outside the top five you've hard fights but ones you could make a case for with him and edson barbosa i would favor barbosa because well, they already have fought and barbosa did beat him yeah he did but this was this was that was early early in felder's career i mean when they fought that was 4 years ago yeah so you know but noticeable improvement in felder since then but but likewise i would say equal improvement in Barbosa. Probably, and I, as I was saying, I favour Barbosa, but outside of the top five, you have matchups that are tough but doable. So, you know, Gaethje or Pettis. Now, Pettis is, as we know, going up to 170. But, you know, Gaethje or Pettis, you could make a case for Felder, regardless of who you think What about win. Kevin Lee? Kevin Lee, Felder. I think that Felder's a tough matchup for Kevin Lee. Um, mm. Good takedown defence, tough I think that one goes the distance regardless of, of who wins it. But I, I could, think it would be a good fight to sort of really 
Testfelder, if he can crack that top five, like you couldn't deny him. What about Iaquinta Felder? I don't think Iaquinta would. Oh, I don't think he would, but but what do you think of the fight? I just think Iaquinta's too too well-rounded. I think think the problem with Felder is that he lacks a wrestling game. And the... The top ends, the best wrestlers are bottlenecked at the top of each division. That's true. So, well, having said that, you kind of you're kind of light on wrestling and lightweight, sort of, because you have Kevin Lee and you have have Habib. It's an odd division in that it's quite uh, striker heavy. Yep. Um, But there's just no one in that top five other than Kevin Lee who I could book him against. you could look at putting him in with Barboza, Gaethje, loser. Um, Anthony Pettis up to welterweight. He's just beat James Vick, who's at nine. Nate Diaz somehow manages to remain ranked despite several years of inactivity. Felder's never been finished. No? No. You know, um, like that's remarkable, especially whenever you factor in, you know, he has been in there with Edson Barbosa. You know, Danny Castillo, he's great in the ground. Um, what about someone like Alexander Hernandez? Yes, you get him with someone like that. That's a fucking fight. The only thing is, the only thing, do yeah. you lose your prospect if you if he's get? If, well, if, he just he's already just no 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 no. He's he got beaten by Cerrone, who is a very very well respected, very at, you know, okay, granted not right now, but ra- you know, highly ranked in a different division at that stage. That's very different to Felder, who ultimately to you know to the general public is a nobody. Is he a nobody? To the general public, he is. From doing the uh, pundit work and the... I don't think so. I don't think think that... that But he's raised his his status slightly. Yeah, I just think that... Would casual fans now know Paul Felder? Casual fans... I think that Paul Felder, if you know him, you're more... You're you're probably just slightly more than a casual fan. Okay. I don't... I personally would say that... Like, if I had to test somebody on their knowledge of the UFC, there's names that I would, you know, I'd pick out to be like, let's, you know, he's like a benchmark for somebody who watches it fairly regularly. Not every everyone, but he's someone that, you know, you need to tune into half the cards. Should you know who I'd like to see Paul Felder fight? Gregor Gillespie. Oh, or Dan Hooker. I think Dan Hooker needs... Several years of yeah, he does rest in that liver, but uh, yeah, that's a good. Well, the only problem is be, you could you get Gregor ranked from it if he beats him, which I think he would. Yeah, Gregor Gregor beats everybody in that division that isn't Habib. I don't know if we can go that far because it's like uh, who were you talking about earlier? Though they're not tested. Uh, in different aspects of the of their game, Cron Gracie. All right, yeah. Um, in that, like, yes, we know he's a, like a ridiculously good wrestler. He's like a wet blanket, but can't you know? As we go higher, especially at lightweight, we've just said you know it's a fairly striker heavy division. Can he handle the? Yes, I think he can, but I think I can't say that with complete confidence that he would beat everybody bar Habib yet. I. Whether I'm right or wrong, I I do I do I do believe that. I think that you know Jordan Rinaldi, Yancy Medeiros, probably his two best wins. Um, 
I think he saw enough in the Medeiros fight. I mean, well, Medeiros is is a is a phenomenal striker. He's he's not world class, but he's fucking brilliant, <laughs> you know. And he was able to land one solitary punch. One. He is he is good, dude. But this like, is a he's, guy. He's miles away from from being the top. Uh, yes, he's not. Like, he's not. He's not up there with Poirier. Yeah, yeah. No, I, but he's even. He's even like. He's so far away from that. Yancey Medeiros is fun and capable everywhere, but anybody with anything about them should be getting past him, and they do. Um, yes, Gillespie absolutely manhandled him. I just think that you would need to test him against several steps up before you start. I put forward him. a different argument with that, which is the Omni people, right? So the current list of people who have beaten Yancey. Mm-hmm. Rustin Kabalov, Jim Miller, Dustin Poirier, Francisco Trinaldo, Donald Cerrone, and Gregor Gillespie. I think you've got to be pretty fucking elite to beat to beat Yancey. I think you've got to be again, but fucking some, some good. Of those guys you listed, like Trinaldo. Okay, fair enough. He's good. He's not elite. Like, yeah, when I say no, elite, no. I'm talking. Yeah, you're talking five top five. Up. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. But what I mean is, you got to be pretty fucking. You've certainly got to be. That's what I'm saying. You've got to be good. Like there's. No, you got to be really good yeah, to beat Yancey. Yeah, be, being really good is, yeah, is a top 20 else, fighter for me. Nobody else made Yancey look I, as I, daft as Gregor did. Oh, yeah, I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying someone like Felder, who has better technical striking I than I just Medeiros. think he does it to everybody. He, he very, He's that good. He very well could. Do you I'm, know what this is? I'm not arguing that he couldn't. I'm this just saying him. that you have, to, you have to test him against different levels. He's not, you know, for how dominant he's been... They haven't brought him along quick enough, and that's He's quite. That's quite rare because usually I'd say they're bringing people along too fast. With Gillespie, they seem to be bringing him on he's too H- slow. He's Habib. People didn't catch on to just how good Habib was until until he was twenty four now, twenty three now. It wasn't. I mean, he was Habib, and people knew about him, but because he'd been injured and he was in and he was out, and you know he fought. You know, not very many people. You know, the problem with Gillespie is though is that like. You take Medeiros off that record, and it's not, yeah. Like, that's, no, no, like, that's true, and I'm not disputing that he I'm is Gregor's yeah. only really good win. But what I'm saying is that, you know, at one stage Habib was like this, where he had beaten a bunch of nobodies, and then you know, you know, you 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 know, you'd be able to Trujillo, you'd you know, Rafael de Sanjo, Daryl Horsher, yeah, Michael Johnson. Five years of fights. Y- yes, yeah, no, I get that. Fun. But what I'm saying is, at one point, he was this guy that was like that. But yeah. just didn't face the competition yeah, but that's yet. N- that's not what I'm arguing. He very well could do this. All I'm saying is you can't throw him that far in yet. What? How far in? Well, you're saying he can beat anybody, not Habib. So I'm assuming everybody. Yeah, but I didn't say that that's the fight. I'm saying I said that I think he could well, beat ta- anybody, not yeah, named. Yeah, oh yeah. But, but my original point was I was talking about him fighting Paul Felder next. I just don't think it's enough of a step up for Gregor. But what I'm saying is, it is a step up because his last fight was Yancey Medeiros. It's, it's, it's yes, Yancey Medeiros, who so isn't yes, close to sniffing. Paul the top Felder 15. is ranked one ahead of Gregor Gillespie. He won't be. Yes, he won't be yeah. next week. But what I'm saying is, I think that you go for the likes of. You yeah, know, but what I'm saying is, as of next week or whenever the next ranks come out, James Vick was ranked what ninth. Yeah, you probably put Paul Felder in a ten or nine. I think he's going to come in at eight because Pettis is gone. Well, Pettis, but. Everybody, being, everybody will move up a, a slot. But Pettis, Pettis hasn't gone. He has. He's going up the welderweight. Yes, for they, a they fight. Might, yeah, they might keep him about the rankings. But yeah, but that's well, 
you know, that's that's what I mean. Look, Nate Diaz is still in the rankings. I know. Well, that's a, a joke. But what I'm saying is, he he will be in and around the equivalent of eight nine. So having Gregor Gillespie, who's fifteenth, give him the Vic. Fight a guy on the fringe of the top ten. That makes sense to me. He's jumping up five. You know, fighting a guy five above him, and then if he wins that, then I would be more than happy to have him fight someone ranked five six. Yeah, no, I understand that. I just don't think the Felder is the guy to do it. I think the Felder deserves better than that. Why does he deserve better than that? Because he's like he. There is no point in. But that's what I'm saying. There's no one above Felder. Once he go. Once he goes to nine, Gaethje. But Gaethje's booked. Yes, uh, yeah, but and he's booked for a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, but I mean, first of all, Barbosa's going to hospitalise him. Absolutely, completely so, agree um, with that. Hernandez is another guy. Yeah, but that's fighting down again. Yeah, it, well, it's fighting down, but not like I. Just but why would you be okay with Felder fighting Hernandez Fel- and not Gregor Gillespie? Oh, I'm not. I think. I mean, I don't mind the stylistic matchup of the fight, but personally, I would rather see Felder fight someone. We talked about it. He's 33. He needs to fight someone. Yeah, that's right. But the only person above Felder, which makes any sense, is Kevin Lee. He hasn't a prayer fighting any of the other ones. You could do that, and I wouldn't be mad at it. But that's what I'm saying. Unless he fights Kevin Lee, he's going to have to fight down because he ain't fighting uh, Quinta Poirier, McGregor. You hit the nail on the head with um, Ally Quinta. I see Felder in a similar spot, which is he can't really afford to take guys down from him. That's what I mean by I don't think I, that I, it, he I know, deserves it. I know he can't. I know from that perspective, but he's just he is also in a position he, yes. where like people above will not like they're just lightweight's a funny division because it's kind of the money division because of a certain Mister McGregor who's there. Yeah. So everyone's super protective of their place in the pecking order, and that makes sense. Um, and anyone above Kevin Lee has just fought. Uh, and absolutely deserves better than having to fight Paul Felder. Barbosa, and I know he's booked, but Barbosa and Gillespie and Gaethje and Felder makes sense to me. Uh, because Barbosa's, well, I suppose you could do Barbosa too. That kind of makes yeah, you know, Barbosa like, and Gillespie. I think Barbosa and Gillespie. Yeah, because you're gonna see like this was my point. I just think. You're gonna Gillespie's gonna find that funny position where, like, see if you're managing Edson Barbosa and you're sixth in the world, and if you beat Gaethje, which I fully expect him to, you're gonna stay on the fringe of that top five. And they go, here, you know what? Fight Gregor Gillespie. No one knows who the fuck he is, by the way. He's ranked fifteenth, and he's just going to do what Habib did. Like, it's not. They're not gonna take it. I just don't know if you get that choice with the UFC unless you are. Oh, you d- in I the think, top four. I, I think you or do. Five. I think you do. I don't know if you do because, like, if you look at look at the issues that Poirier's having, he's he, publicly he declaring. G- but he will give. But the difference would be if Gregor Gillespie was ranked nine, then you can't make that argument. But you can say I'm not fighting a guy ten places below me. <clears throat> oh, I understand your point. I just think that but the that's, UFC that's can the make it. But happen. that's why I was saying with Gillespie, he needs to fight. Someone like Paul Felder, who's now going to be nine. I just don't think that Felder should take that fight, and I don't. Think I don't think anybody should be fighting Gregor Gillespie if they want to win. But unfortunately for Felder, he's not a big enough name to start calling out the guys at the top. He's and, got a bit of sway with the UFC. And the guys above him are booked. He's got a bit of sway with the UFC. I could see a Felder Barboza rematch, but I think Barboza beats him again. So, but that was a, really, that went the decision. I really, mad. I really like Paul Felder, so, yeah. but I think this is as high as he goes. I think he's a fringe top tenner. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So rank, ranked nine, uh, lightweight seems. There are interesting matchups for him, but I between think ten and thing, five, the thing he might. Him, the thing with him as well is the UFC aren't stupid. The matchmakers will know this is you know probably as far as he's going to go. Well, like there are. He's not a big name. You're not going to be able to cash in on him. So given someone like he is a he is slightly more known than someone like Gillespie. So putting them together, you can take that. You know, if Gregor Gillespie absolutely smothers Felder, like I would imagine too. But what I was saying with Gillespie is he will fight someone with Felder who has a bit of pop, has really good technical standing strikes. So there yeah, is it's hard that, to close the distance. There is that threat there. So it is a. I think it's the perfect fight because it will tell you what you need. Tell you what you need to know about both guys. I just think that it and it makes sense ranking wise. I think anything above that is madness. Well, I can understand your point with that. To be fair, but and I, yeah, like I said, anybody above Felder, well, there's no way, no way they would accept a fight with Gregor Gillespie. The risk reward is just not there. People are, you know, it's a selfish sport. People are looking out for their best interests. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the main event, um, which is one that actually had me. I don't Sad. want to say choking back tears, but I, I was genuinely emotional after it, just the way it ended. Uh, it was obviously uh, Cain Velasquez uh, back after years of injury, uh, come back to fight the scariest, the, yeah, scariest human life, Francis Ngannou. So um, we'll talk you through the fight. Uh, tense, came out, Velasquez threw a couple of kicks, which was surprising, but made sense. Um, obviously trying to instill a little bit of respect from Ngannou moving forward. Um there was a an exchange where it looked like Velasquez was closing the distance. Um, Ngani threw a wild couple of punches. This was close to the cage. Velasquez dropped and the fight was stopped. Now, what there there has been much debate online as to what happened, but to me, um, I actually hold the same point you do, Mel. I, th- I think it's quite clear what happened. Uh, Ngani clipped Velasquez, didn't spark him didn't didn't drop him dead but what appeared to happen was as velasquez was sort of getting his feet he um, stiffened him up he stiffened he stiffened him up and as velasquez was unstiffening his knee went yeah essentially that's yeah, literally seen, what i yeah, saw his knee pop loads of people arguing that like was it his knee did he lose because of his knee or did he lose because of the punch both both yeah the answer both. is both it's it was both his, his knee wouldn't have been in that position if he hadn't have got clipped and Ghani hit him hard enough that there is no like, like Velasquez, who by the way, we'll get on to just how wonderful he was after the fight. But like he straight away uh, in the post fight press conference, when it was asked about his name, he was like, "I don't like look just fair play." He just answered it by saying, "You know, congratulations to Ngannou. You know, all class as he always has been and always will be. This is one of the reasons why we love Velasquez." Um, clearly choking back. Is the emotions, you know, you could see he was clearly um, finding the whole thing difficult. But what's interesting about it was that I think that Velasquez was hit hard enough to know that he couldn't just just play the money popped card. But no, it wasn't so hard that there wasn't that there isn't merit in that. If that makes sense, yeah. like there is merit that his need his knee did go, and you can see it in the replay. But you were telling me today, and I only just saw it. Um, that they uh, saw someone posted it on Twitter, but I didn't. I didn't because it was on the phone. I didn't see the ins and outs of it. But uh, his knee went in the training before it. Oh yeah, the open workouts when he was hitting pads. Um, I can't remember what punch he threw, but he stepped forward and his knee buckled, and you sort of saw him grimace, and they stopped and reset. So whether we're reading too much into that, and it was genuinely just a slip or something. Um, 
we'll never know. But judging from that, it looked like the knee definitely wasn't in a tip-top shape going into the fight. I would like to have seen him retire after that. Yeah, I mean, two and a half years out and your body, you know, breaks down 20 seconds into the fight. See, this is it. This is what was difficult about it was that, you know, it's his body just clearly is, is failing him. It's backs and knees. So they're usually Funny old things. Backs, knees and necks. And once one goes, and he's had two of them, he's had terrible back and knee problems. I think he's had neck injuries he's probably in the had past them all. as well. Like he's one of those guys who's just held together by string and chewing gum. <laughs> I think that if they're going to bring him back, um, Stipe's the fight. Looking back, though, like, and I am guilty of this as well because I am one of Kian Velasquez's biggest fans. I think he's, I've said this before, went healthy, went fully healthy and in his prime, best heavyweight ever. Oh, yeah. Um, but, jeez, being off for two and a half years and fighting Francis Ngannou on your comeback, like, who did he piss off? Yeah, and we kind of slept on Ngannou. Well, we did say that, like... I. Oh, but it's easy to say, oh, if he's going to do it, he's going to spark him, you know. But, I mean, but, but that's... It is it's, true, it's easy but... to say that, but, like, it's always going to be there in every Ngannou fight. Well, we were talking Regardless about Regardless of how you break it down, there, there will always be the fail-safe uh, prediction of, well, Ngannou could just catch him within the first 30 th- seconds. We were talking about this today in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with, uh, with, our, uh, with one of the guys there, Phil and uh, Coach Mike and Johnny, and we were saying that... It's weird because, yes, you know, there's power as a great equaliser, and yes, you have guys who you have to be fearful of the knockout, but I don't think we've ever seen someone like this before where it's literally just has to catch you once, literally just once. Not like, oh, if he catches him. No, no, if he glances you with anything, if he clips you with anything from anywhere. And as we've seen with him uh, many a time, they don't need to be clean punches. He throws a really long, like, loopy hook that... It's normally just... But even, get- like, even if he doesn't get you ridiculous... First of all, he's at his most dangerous within the first three minutes. Yeah, yeah. First round, certainly. First round. But like as even in his UFC debut against Luis Enrique, that took the three minutes into the second round. Like The par stays. Well, he had um, it in uh, the Stipe fight. Well, that's the thing. You honest to God wouldn't have been surprised if 10 seconds left in the fifth round, he yeah. just won Bang. something. Like it, yeah, yeah, he has... I think we'll find more. Well, it happens to lots of people. It happened to Overeem is the famous example of uh, people will come out shitting themselves and that just further plays into it. Like the mistake on top of the reality is is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, they're like the people threat. Will, people will have mentally lost before they come out because the truth is, you know, he obviously hits us hard, harder than anyone. But there have been guys, Blades, Henrique, who've managed to and Stipe, who've managed, and of course, the infamous Derek Lewis fight. Not that we're counting He that managed because, to avoid it the entire time. Yeah, because... Because he fairness, didn't fucking throw there it. There wasn't a single punch thrown. Um, like, you can supposedly get around it, but I think once you've got it in your mind that, Jesus, if this guy touches me, I'm fucked. Goes to show you how bulletproof Stipe's mindset was before that fight, though. I think that was his perfect fight. Honestly, I think if they fight again... And Ghana could have him. I, I don't know. Think, I think that could have been lightning in a bottle. I don't know. I just don't know. I think the exact. I think it looks the same. I don't know. 
dude, don't sleep on Stipe. Like, oh, I, I, I'm absolutely not sleeping on but, Stipe. But, but Ngannou hasn't improved. Has he not? No, he's just doing the well, same since... thing he's always done. No, but he is though. Like what? Like okay. So right. You get, he, look, saying he hasn't improved. Dude, silly. We, we have both in the, both of Ngannou's last fights against Velasquez and Blitzman. Big wrestler. Let's see what happens. Let's see. They'll. The game plan's there for them. Right, and we uh, haven't seen... Yeah, but that's the point. In a minute. Right, so first of all, the Blades one... Yeah, but that's a different... Well, that's a, No, 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 that's <laughs> different, though. Just got rid that's of different, though, because Kian, Stipe couldn't take Kian down. Stipe can take... So this is this is actually a really interesting point. With Ngannou, um, the thing is, yes, of course he's improved. Because he's been training, I think just but, I think the losing that ten pounds. Yeah, but there's no way that's all it took to just all. No, of a no, sudden, I'm saying, but like he will have worked on everything. We mightn't just have seen it because that's what, he's that been was, this dominant. That was what I was going to say. He is, has trained for two alpha wrestlers back to back, so that's the majority of the last twelve months, bar the Lewis fight. He has been training for alpha wrestlers. He would be crazy if he hasn't trained wrestling pretty much non-stop but I we just haven't think, seen any of that I just think that like I, that was the perfect fight for Stipe he fought the perfect fight on that night and if they fought again it honest to god would not surprise me to see something similar I wouldn't to be, what Velasquez or Blades I wouldn't be surprised to see him get clipped but I would I would guess that it would look like the first one and the reason for that is because I just don't think for a start, I think the Steve fuck knows how Steve is going to come back. Like, DC knocked him pretty bad. Well, this is true, but you know, this could be. To be fair, this is another side of it too. Perhaps that's why Steve is happy enough to just sit and jaw from the sidelines at the minute. I don't think I think Steve would be a crazy person to fight in Ghana again. I think I think he would be. I think it's a dumb fight to take because there but is I think a, a lot of risk. Steve, while Steve Bay's been, and I've, it's no secret I've said this to you, I'm not been a fan of how Steve Bay's conducted himself since the loss. Um, and Ghani's jumped ahead of him in my eyes for a title shot. While, yeah, while, yeah and, probably. While Steve Bay's been probably. sitting bitching on Twitter, and Ghani's beat, in my opinion, one of, if not the best heavyweight of all time in 20 seconds, and one of the best up-and-coming prospects at heavyweight. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right with that. Um, I just think that Stipe, so the issue with Blades was Blades had nothing to close the distance with because his striking is very rudimentary. Um, as were Stipe's boxing so good that he can get inside the distance and clinch. And we saw, we actually saw that with Velasquez to an extent. It was that bit getting inside the distance. And Stipe, to his credit, didn't struggle with that during the fight. He ate one big shot, like one really big shot doing it. Yeah, But that was it. You know, he 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 game planned and knew how to do it, and I just think that there is a set game plan. It's it's the Max Griffin Mike Perry effect. There is a game plan to beat Ngannou, and I think that you hit the nail on the head by saying that. I just think that Francis is thirty two, yep. which is mental. He so is. He could theoretically, what he is. He could. I don't know. I think he is. I think he could theoretically be there for the next eight years. Yeah, more because his game is just that one hand. Is, just yeah, that the power from. From above, yeah. Um, You're right. Steve though. Bale will be 37. He'll have taken. He'll been involved in some really tough fights. The Junior DeSantos fight was was rough. Um, Overeem's dropped him. Yeah. Stefan Struve beat the piss out of him. That was a weird one. Yeah. I don't know what um, happened there. What do you think actually? DC went on caught there? him with a shot, which 
I still, when I look at it, it doesn't look that big of a shot. It's a but, massive shot. But I'd put him out yeah. cold, and then the follow-up shots, I just don't know. I, 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 The bit that broke my heart about that was when he got up, the first thing he I, asked the referee was, did I win? Or did I win? And it's like, how could you think you won whenever you have to ask that question? In fairness, your brain's just been scrambled. So True. Um, But... Francis, to me, you do, and I said this to you on Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, Francis DC, you've now got a built-in storyline there. Yeah, but because the AKA, and then you do. If you really have to have Kane fight again, you've Kane fight Stipe. Yeah, I think that Kane Kane sounds like he wants to come back. I, I look, we never tell, we never ever tell fighters when to retire on this podcast. We're never like, oh, they should retire. I would have liked to have seen him retire um, because I think personally that, you know, I don't want to run... I would rather see him retire than run the risk of watching that happen again. The thing is, though... And I don't mean watch him get beat. I mean watch his body feel. Yeah, the body feel, but... And that's what it's going to be. I don't think there's very many, if anybody, at heavyweight outside of Francis who really has that... I mean, they obviously all hit hard, being elite heavy, heavyweights. Heavy men. Um, but no one has that outrageous power where you'd be like, oh, geez, you know, I would f- fear for Kane's health mm. going in there. Like, Kane would, if his body could hold out, would fuck Derek Lewis. Curtis Blades is close. I'd have Kane beating Volkov fairly handily. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane Overeem's an interesting one. Yeah, if his his body, but this is thing. It's lots. This is the dangerous thing you get into with fighters like this. If you start like I'm doing right now, he would beat him. If yeah, if you start attaching ifs, it normally means that they're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and because that's the thing. I'm now going in my head. The Cain Velasquez who fought Junior DeSantos beat back, almost anybody back to back <coughs> or not back Bless to back me. but won the second and third fight that was his best run when he absolutely demolished Bigfoot as well yeah um, that was horrible yeah that Cain I, I mean that's you, you know that's what we're talking about here and it's there's lots of ifs you know could he get back to that is this a new version I don't think we're going to find out I just I don't want to see him fight Again, to have to have something horrendous happen. Now, saying that, this could be a freak accident. But you know, you know, like he could get into a fight, depending on you know how long it takes for him to to get healthy again. But he could have a fight, another fight, and fight a full 15, 25 minutes, no problem. This could have just been he got buckled, freak accident. But I'm just there's not a lot of names where I'm like. I kind of want to see that fight. Stipe kind of makes the most sense. The most sense, yeah. Well, that wraps up our recap of uh, what was an well, an intense UFC event. But it's time for us to go to the news. So 
So there's uh, quite a bit to talk about. Uh, not the busiest week we've ever seen in MMA, but we have some stuff to talk about. Um, so Paul Daly lost to Michael Page, which he didn't really. So MVP and Paul Daly fought there at Bellator. Uh, so two things to talk about from Bellator, really. One was this five-round fight. Paul Daly, to me, got the better of MVP. No two ways about it. It was a close fight. It was pretty poor. Um, it was not what was promised by both sides. No, we were um, expecting someone to be sparked unconscious very quickly. Yeah. Um, Paul, Big, biggest loser, Sky Sports. 100%. 100%. Um, we just paid for MVP the endorsement. MVP has come out and said that they will do it again uh, in England. I don't think there'll be too much uh, public outcry for that. No. Um, Paul Daly's come out and said... Actually, just speaking of Bellator... How freaking bad of weekend did Bellator weekend. have? Like so Vitaly Minikov got his ball burst. No, uh, uh, Karatonov. Karatonov, yes. Yeah, yeah, so 10 seconds into their main event, which is a good fight on paper. Yeah, Matt um, Mitrion, Karatonov. Yeah. Inside leg kick through by Matt Mitrion. Testicles, Boom. game over. There's your ball gone, mate. Um, that, was a, that finished a fairly underwhelming card. flat night. Yeah, as well. Um, um, yeah. Then the next night, like we just said, the main event obviously was uh, didn't stay up to watch it. Thank no. goodness. Um, but yeah, was a was a bit of a letdown. Um, and then on top of that, we had what else did we have? Czech Congo, Czech Congo, Minikov, and that wasn't Roy Nelson crew cop. See, Roy Nelson has come out on his Twitter saying, "Don't worry, guys." I've Spoken to Scott Coker and we're going to do Crew Cup Big Country 3. Oh, thank goodness. For the fans, worried. for you guys. I was like, who, who, who the frig is asking for that? I, who even wanted the second one? I didn't even care about the first one. That was a while ago. Yeah, what year was that? 2011? <laughs> Could be. Could be even earlier. Um, I saw that... Uh, Crew Cup 7-0 in rematches. You don't cross Crew Cup. No. He'll come back. Merco you know cross what? Cop. He'll come back. Just to the absolute titties. <laughs> Wait till you're over 40 and on the way down and beat your ass. That's what I loved about that was like, you know, he came back and like, yeah, because you're clean now, aren't you? And just <laughs> looking at him like fucking jacked, like absolutely huge. Um, So I saw Paul Daly uh, tweeted, or not tweeted, Instagram, I'm disappointed, MMA politics and Bellator protecting their investment. I feel I won three rounds to two. In my opinion, I beat that full. Really close fight. It's just sad MMA is going the way of boxing. I'm a striker who wrestled, so I lose. Uh, and the full they pump money into wins. I look forward to getting home to my family and normality. So, unfortunately, I actually agree with them to an extent. I yeah. do think that that is what happened because the scoring was so close that it was as cl- like if there was a way to score it for MVP, it was that way. Yeah. And I don't think that that ever happens. Do you know what I mean? Like they never score it. You know, like it was eight. Was it 48 to 47? Yeah. Yeah. It's three rounds to two. Just in my opinion, probably the wrong way. hundred percent the wrong way. Paul Daly won all the middle rounds. I think, uh, is it Lima they f- or MVP fights next? In the yeah, tournament? Lima's going to ruin him. Yeah. Um, I think no one came away looking good, but MVP's mystique looked pretty well, we know, shattered. We know exactly what you're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and he's going to start running into... Wrestlers? Well, not even wrestlers, just more like proper elite fighters. Like Paul Daly didn't look great in that fight either. No, um, he caught him a couple of times. Caught him a couple of times, but with that left hook, man, it was just 
which Bellator was pretty shit this last weekend. Um, yeah. And this was their big great. coming out party for Sky, Sky Sports. Sports. And it, it couldn't have gone uh, much worse for them. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, shame for Paul Daly, though, uh, to, to lose such a, a close... You know, that's him out now, the Grand Prix. Yeah. Shame, because... You know, that's the side of that this has annoyed me. If this was just a one-off fight, I wouldn't really have cared that much if they'd scored it badly. It'd be like, meh. But it was clearly just to keep MVP in the tournament, and that's where I do understand Paul Daly's annoyance because I don't think that he won. Um, anyway, uh, Rose Namajunas uh, has... I'm torn on this because she's called out Andrade for... or called for the fight, I should say, UFC 237 in Brazil. Now, you would think, that's brave. But yeah. it was supposed to happen next month. And I think she's been out long enough. When why is no one talking about stripping her? Now I don't. I'm not saying I believe she should be. I'm just saying like why is everyone's talking about stripping Habib? Everyone's talked about stripping other belts. I think people have talked about stripping they? Rose. Yeah, and just inactivity. I think she was. I think they're just looking a bit more time because was she not getting over the bus incident? Not well, the bus incident, but uh, an injury or something which pushed it back slightly. Yeah, but that was that was what pushed it back to this year. Apparently, the last I heard she was ready to fight January. I don't know. I I really don't know when she was ready to fight. Uh I've no problem with this um or the timing particularly. Uh if she was injured Oh I'd, shit. Well, Sorry, I've just read that she had Spinal stenosis. Yeah, you insensitive bastard. Uh, so it's C six vertebrae compressional fac fracture symptoms, which manifested during her training with Valentina and Antonia Shevchenko, and intensified during her training camp for two thirty three. So apparently, it's been going on for a while. But stripper. Yeah. Um. In fairness, if she dropped out of this fight. I'd probably be calling. I'd be calling for her to be stripped. Oh, if she drops out of this, you, you have to strip her. Is that comfortably over a year? Oh, it would be. She hasn't fought <clears> since <throat> April. I think that should be the. I mean, one sort year. of. You get one year. Yeah, it's sort of the unspoken rule. Like you've got to defend within a year. Um, I think that allows. But that, for I think that this, this all but the worst. I think this injuries. is why people have annoyed her, or why she's why, why sorry why she's annoyed people because that is intentionally pushing it over the year. I think it's different if you are booked. Like I'm not gonna. No, no, I understand that, but like I can also understand why people would be a bit like, "Oh, come on!" What you couldn't have done it a month earlier, two months earlier? Like well, she's know. been offered like, it. Apparently, she was offered it for this month or next month. Sorry. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. She might not have been ready then. She might have been ready to go back into brave of her to take fun. it in Brazil. Yeah, but that's the thing. I can't fault her. If um, it goes to the judges, she's fucked. I think she's she could be fucked. Anyway, oh, I think she's going to get battered by Andrade. Is, is a beast who's only got better. Could be one to make money on. The bookies, I would say, would favour no Rose. I haven't seen the line yet. No, the line won't be out yet, but I would imagine that they would favour Rose heavily. I don't know. I don't know. It's the bookies, bro. Yeah. Well, there's no poor bookies, so... No, this is true, but I think that's just from sheer numbers alone. You're right. Mike Perry, getting married to your woman... Nickerson. The princess. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. You drop a girl with a with a liver shot, you got to do a decent thing in Mario. Did they not like spectacularly break up in public? I believe so. Yeah. Um, but hey, some stories do have a happy ending. True. Um, Dana White says everybody is turning down Tatiana Suarez. I don't blame them. And no. I, yeah. 
no, I don't blame them at all. Um, I understand it. <laughs> yeah, um, I just think it's it's kind of unprofessional. I think of Dana to come out and talk like that. Dana White, unprofessional, I you know. say? Um, Hold your tongue. I know, but it's frustrating because you know I think there should be some privacy when it comes to that. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I suppose he hasn't named names. Doesn't matter. Well, that's just building a bit of hype, though. It's like, oh, everyone's scared of this girl. No one wants to fight this guy. I'm pretty confident that that you know you, you can you can take guesses at who the names are because. Plus, is she not already booked? She's fighting Nina Asaroff. Is she? Yeah. She's gonna get killed. Or sorry, she like Asaroff. Yeah. No, she's not. Is she? I thought she was. Uh, I Let can't. Just I can't find anything. The interweb. No way. That would be a horrifying fight. Her wrestling record's pretty impressive too. Well, that's just big. No, I know big she's a big monster. power wrestler, like, but um, yeah. Well, I can't. I can't blame her. But yeah, we were talking about her. It's like I just to go back to the rankings thing. I just don't think that that's how ranking should work. I think that you beat the person to get the rank. Yeah. If you don't beat the person, and you don't get their rank, yeah, it should but, be simple. Yeah, it should be simple, but I mean, it's not because we have injuries, hiatuses. Yeah. So injuries and hiatuses should allow people that person division. to slip down. Um, I mean, it's affecting people's pay and sponsorships and this, that, and the other. I don't know. Like, is she the third best fighter to she me? Probably is. Probably yes. Yeah. Apparently, they're fighting at UFC two thirty seven. Excellent. Okay, well, I know I don't know I'll if be it's been officially on. announced or not, but... I know, I know who I'll be betting on. Uh, Satoshi Ishii, who obviously, world-class judoka, um, very, very good at the jiu-jitsu as well. Um, he signed a multi-fight contract with KSW. Like it. Give me him and Martin Ford, please. She would rip bits of Martin Ford he off. He would just collect bits of him for... When is was he fighting? I think it's And if he's not month. fighting Marius Pudnowski, I don't care. I'm out, yeah. I'm out. Um, I just want to see him fight another ridiculously jacked guy. Martin Ford, let's see. Uh, ready for a fight in 2019. It's literally... That's a long time. Does that ready from the 1st of January? To... Uh, he's, it's again, they found his opponent, Sajad Garibi. Ah, yes, him. Um, let's see. Uh, the Iranian versus the Iranian Hulk. The Iranian Hulk? Ooh. Uh, he's 178 kilograms. Ford? Or, oh, that can't be a real picture. Look, yeah, that's him. Both of them. They're looking at the two pictures of them. They both look absolutely ridiculous. That can't be a real picture of him. <laughs> Apparently it is. Look at his hands. I think they're boxing gloves, though. Like, you're thinking of those MMA gloves, No, there. No, I'm not. I'm just looking at those like they're boxing gloves. I'm just like... Oh, dude, no, no, that's real. Like, look, I'm looking at pictures of him. Look. He's fucking massive. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. His arms are, like... Check out the size of them titties. He's 178 kilos. That's absolutely ridiculous. He'll probably die soon. He'll have a heart attack. I was about to say, odds of either of these gentlemen making it to their 50s. Oh, slim to none. Yeah. Like, slim to none. And your man, Mark. Look at that guy. 
What the? Your man Martin Ford, like, he's going to get destroyed. Like, second he faces any level of competition. I don't think that he realises how little his muscles help him. Like, Well, there will be a detriment, but, I mean, let's be honest, is he going to fight any level of competition? No, he's fighting this literal water balloon. Yeah. Um, a 178 kilogram water balloon. Look at this picture. He's just standing in front of a full cooked a breakfast. full English breakfast. Looking mean as. Just looking at that breakfast like I'm going to eat this shit. Do you think that you? they realise how ridiculous they look? No, I bet you he thinks he looks like the toughest man on earth. I just, it's, I find it hilarious. Apparently he's rumoured to be their, uh, their, the the opponent, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Jury's like what, what, what even is he on? Like Food. A lot of food. Like he looks, he looks like someone's taken a super obese man and like squeezed all the belly fat up to his shoulders and arms. It is like look at his arms. Like it doesn't look like. No, he looks terribly look, out yeah. of shape. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's really, really weird. Um. Anyway, uh, Congratulations, of course, uh, to Mike Perry, I should say. I don't, did I say that? I can't remember whether can't I said congratulations why. or not. Um, Connor versus Cowboy. Uh, apparently, it's done, according to Dana White. Or not Dana White, Joe Rogan. And then Dana White came out and was like, it's not done, which means it's, it's done. probably done, it's done. Yeah. Uh, We saw a sparring video of Connor recently. What do you think? Looked a tad rusty. Hard to say, considering it was flu-y, light, very, very light true, sparring. True, true. Um, but, mm, yeah, it didn't look great, did it? No, I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> it looks like he's separated from SPG. It's been nothing official, but, I mean, we were talking about this earlier when we were watching it. Um, you would never have caught training footage of him elsewhere. No. Like, obviously, I mean, there's pilots training footage of him, like, at the UFC PI. Yeah, but that's like with the boxing gym or whatever. Yeah, but that's with his team. But to see him elsewhere entirely, a bit odd. But uh, I'm sure we'll find out all about that over the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing uh, I would say about that is that I would imagine that Connor will come out the favourite. I think Cowboy... Drops him and strangles him. don't think he drops him. I think he just wrestles him, takes him down, strangles him. No. No, I think I think Cowboy on the feet. Nah, Connor's got him on the feet. Don't think don't think I don't think it looks like the Alvarez fight. I think that it's a it's a war of attrition on the feet. Like it's the kind of fight that I would see going to decision if they both stayed in the feet. And it's fair it's fair it's a it's a hard fight to pick. I can make up rational ways to win we just don't know how good Connor is anymore that's the other side of it that's the thing we don't know anymore we can be pretty confident but we don't know well the only time we've seen him fight MMA in the last two years he was getting absolutely manhandled so yeah having said that looked okay on the feet looked the calm and composed Connor that we've seen but you know wasn't able to do anything there wasn't a lot of it to analyze um no. Cowboy doesn't like getting hit in the body, and Connor has that real nice uh, teep kick, which he used on Yeah, uh, but he's, he's used it on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, like, stabs it in there, so. Yeah, it's a toe-to-the-belly button job. Yeah. Um, Anthony Smith's come out and said, Kobe Covington is now very skittish in person, like a scared cat. He said, he looks like a scared cat when he's not around all the cameras. I understand what he's doing, I get it, but he's just put himself in a position where he can't just be a normal person in normal places anymore because he's pissed everybody off. Off. 
So he has to hide off in the corner of the gym the whole time and look over his shoulder because he doesn't know who wants to come in and slap him in the back of the head. And that's how he is away from the cameras and everyone else. That's my only issue is just that he's attacking people who are not in his way. It'd be like me attacking 55ers. Like I said, what's the point of that? I don't understand how that puts you forward in your career anymore. So Anthony Smith, good guy Anthony Smith, it seems, always. Uh, he's always been... He seems completely like, rational. Yes, on, rational until and smart it comes dude. to his chances against John Jones. I think that you have to. I know. Have to treat it like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting because yeah, I mean it, that makes sense to me. Is that Colvington is playing a character, and you know, that what did what do you expect him to be like? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, like it's all gone a wee bit quiet with him. Um, he's obviously not getting the title fight. It's all gone a bit quiet. See, he attacked uh, Mike Perry on the his post saying he got engaged. I did. It was quite funny. Do you want to tell our lovely listeners what he said? I can't remember exactly, but it was paraphrasing. It was just like something like, it's lucky you live in a in a state where you're allowed to marry your dog. <laughs> it's a 10-8 at the Covington. It really is. That's like, he's just fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's that bad looking. Oh. Is she? I don't think she's great looking. What's her name? Something Nickerson? I don't know. She's the Platinum Princess. That's all you need. Um, Danielle Nickerson. That's her name. I'm going to have a look at her. Let's, let's have a real... Danielle Perry. Oh, she's not that bad looking, is Although she? Mike Perry strikes me as the sort of guy who would take his, his soon-to-be wife's second name. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Oh, it'll be Mike Nicholson. Mike yo. Nicholson, <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, she's not that bad looking. I'm an idiot. I just searched Danielle Perry to see her. So I think there she is. There, she's not terrible looking. Mm. She's not. Like, she's, she's not exactly what you would call a dog. No, you know. I think that's a that's a little bit harsh. I would never call any woman a dog. No, but like, I mean, look, that's 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 a remotely good looking woman. No, she's solid six. That's fair, but that's not a dog. A six isn't a dog. I mean, I'm a six. Marginally above average. No, you're not. I am. I'm you're a six. An eight. An eight. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a stunning woman. Oh, yeah. As we say, eight as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Three as a bloke. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that was the thing. It's like, I don't understand. Like, she's not great looking, but like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to call her a dog. But then I'm not Colby Colvington. So what the fuck would I know? True. Um, yeah, so that, uh, I think, wraps up our news this week. Uh, we will now have to go on and talk about uh, the UFC, which is, of course, coming up this weekend in Chile. So, this is actually a surprisingly good card, and for once... In it, Chile? Yeah, or not Chile, sorry. Um, uh, Prague? Prague. Uh, two, yeah. two very similar places, are, no, easily I, confused. I got confused there for a very slight moment. Um, slight moment, slight moment. Uh it's good for us because, for once, we actually have fights on at a good time. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so nice to have you. But downside yeah. of it is that we have friends fighting in Bellator this weekend. Split screen. Split screen. It's going to have to be. But we'll have to turn the UFC off for Daniel's fight. Two perfectly legal streams, I would imagine. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Like We wouldn't watch paid anything other than paid full legal yeah. streams because we 100% support the UFC, don't we, Mel? <laughs> That we do. Yeah, we support them. We support that big wheel to keep on turning by giving them hard-earned money. 
Well, they do seem to be struggling financially. Well, absolutely, especially since that cash injection of four bill, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rustin Kabalov's back. Not going to talk too much about the fight, but um, he's fighting Diego Ferreira. It's a good fight. Uh, just nice to see him back. Uh, I think we'll start a bit higher up the card, though. We'll start with uh, John Dodson and Peter Yan. This is a good fight. Uh, a lot of people favouring um, Dodson. I'm favouring Jan. Um, I'm favouring Jan also. Dodson just seems to be... On the way out. Well, you would have... It, it, his contract ran down last time and I thought he was going to leave, but he ended up re-signing. Um, he's one of those weird fighters who was so close to the top, didn't get it, won't get back there again, but still is obviously a very, very good fighter. Well, I was saying to you earlier... I think he's just... You fall into that dangerous place of being a bit directionless. One of my favourite things about him, black belt in Gido Jutsu. Um, one of the things that I think people forget about him is early in his career, a bit of a knockout artist. Remember that? Yeah, but that sort of disappeared when he went back up to... Uh, bantamweight. To bantamweight, yeah. Yeah, you kind of wish he'd stayed at featherweight. Obviously not now. Um I'm sure he's glad that he's not. But, you know, the thing is, you kind of have to, and this is the one thing that maybe I'm sleeping on with this fight, is that you do, if you look at who he's lost to, he lost to Jimmy Rivera, he lost to Marlon Moraes, he lost to John Lineker, and lost to Demetrius Johnson. Oh, yeah, like he only loses to... Is Peter Yan as good as any of them? Very valid point. Do you know, like, that? I, I personally do, I think Yan could do it. But you have to, you have to well, look at is, who he's this lost is a, this to. This is a big test for Jan. Um, oh, massive, massive. So, it's, yeah, it's just how good he could be. Well, Jan, I mean, Jan's. Do you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm flip flopping. It's flip flop fucking Friday for me, bro. I'm flip flopping. I'm going for Dodson because I'm just looking at Peter Jan's record. He hasn't beat anyone really. Ishihara. Okay, Magomed Magomedov is good. Um but that was an ACB. Um he, but he's also lost to him too. Uh he beat Ishihara, beat Jin Susun, um and Silva de Andrade. You know, that's not John Dodson, bro. It's true, I just think though that He's legit. Dodson's pushing thirty five. Doesn't yeah. really have a clear career path the hunger mightn't be there yeah Petter Jan I keep calling him Peter yeah me too Petter Petter um, that's better that's better if you call him Petter that's better Petter um, 26 years old 11 and 1 <sighs> that's super tough to pick Peter Jan Petter Jan um yeah, I don't know. I've, I've just after after I thinking about to it, this one yet. No, maybe you're gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna commit to Dodson. I think Dodson's well, decisions. Go, in. I'll go Jan decision. Okay, cool. Um, I, th- I just think uh, it's it's not so much Peter Jan's upward trajectory that I'm doubting. He could like if he is as legit as I think that he will end up over the next couple of years. He should be able to handle Dodson. But Dodson, I just looking at he's lost against. And I'm going like, like when you beat Pedro Munoz, when you beat Eddie Wineland, you know, they're good guys. John Moraga, okay, Zach Markovsky, but it's the guys he's lost to that are the, the interesting thing because it's literally only the upper, upper, upper echelon. So, yeah. for that, and, for, and look, we're going back to that for, you know, since 2010, the only people that have beat him 
or Demetrius Johnson, John Lineker, Marlon Moraes, Jimmy Rivera. Yeah. That's in nine fucking years. So yeah. I think I'm gonna have to have to go with Dodson for that for myself. Um Liz Carmouche is fighting Lucy Pujilova. Um it's a it's a tough fight. Uh, for for both, I, I do favor Carmouche. I, I think Carmouche takes her down. That's at will, yeah. and I think we'll tap her. Now Carmouche usually goes the distance. She does have a bit of su- submission threat. Um, I just think she's been there, done it, been in there with far better fighters than uh, Pitalova has. Um, like, yeah, I just think she uh, big sisters are. That's pretty much what I have going on here. Um, it's a tough fight. If Pugila we can get her boxing going, she might be able to do it. But I just think that Carmouche slightly too experienced. Yeah, uh, and the, and the big stage anyway. I've got. I mean, like, it's hundred and twenty five pound female fight. You know, flyweight. It there's very rarely finishes, but I'm going outside the box. I'm picking Carmouche to finish her in the second round with submission. Excellent. Um, I'm just going for a decision. Uh, Gian Volante uh, fighting Michael. Good luck with this. Alexi Duke. Alexi Alexi Duke. Yeah, this is a complicated name. That um, is complicated. But um, I think that Alexi Chuck or Alexi Duke. Apologies if that is incorrect. Uh, well, one of them is. I've just said too. <laughs> well, chances are they're both. I think he. Yeah, true. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he sparks him. I think he wears Volante down and finishes him late. Um, Volante's durable. He, well, that's what I mean. So I, I, I would be unless he has ungodly power, which he could do he, because he's he's won three of his last five um, in fights or, or in by KO, and his last fight was a decision uh, against Carlos or not Carlos Khalil Roundtree. Which he survived. I'm just looking at his regular topology. Why is it? Uh, why is it grey? Because it's old. Did he fail a test? You know, it's like a new contest, like a, reser- a reversed win or something. It looks like a draw. But then there's no but draws no in his record. His record, yeah. That's a good question. Um, Sean Volante. That's a new contest. Yeah, he must have. Must have failed the drug test or something. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so, I don't know. I can't even remember that fight. I haven't seen him fight outside of the UFC. I don't really know what I'm basing this pick on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just basing it on the fact he's had a lot of knockouts and I don't like John Volante. Well, yeah, I'm basing it on he's had a lot of knockouts and John Volante's been in a lot of slugfests. Um, I could see it going a bit like the Shogun fight. Where they just, just late, late, and just sort of wears them down, and then gets them eventually. Yeah, it, it could well be. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go for a knockout. I'm gonna go for round one. I just I'm just gonna go just for. I don't like Volante. Yeah, and I'm gonna go for. He does. He just has ungodly power in his hands. Um, the Kumian event, someone we haven't seen in a little bit of time. Um, Stefan Struve. Uh, skyscraper, skyscraper uh, fighting Marcos Rogero de Lima, who Pizzao. we we watched uh, we watched fight uh, not that long ago. He fought Adam, what's Weiserek? Yes, um, uh, 
Wishorak or something. I yeah, can't. he fought him a few We are ago. terrible at pronouncing Polish and Russian names. Many, many We do apologise, yeah. Um, Which is terrible because it's like some of the fighters that we know Yeah, but if, are if they have told us how to pronounce their second names, like um, our attempts would be entirely different. It was one of the things I remembered from going down to Bama and Brave that I always found hilarious was like, the MCs having to go and like liaise with the fighters and be yeah, like, like, and how do how you say your name? You say don't your tell name. me how you spell it. And then they'd write it down phonetically. Yeah. And it's just mad to think that like Bruce Buffer probably used to go and do that. Oh yeah, Bruce Buffer's cards will all be. Yeah, you'd have to go and like meet all the fighters and be like, right, anything else you want me to add in? How do you say your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it's crazy that someone's job is to go and like find out what your name is and yeah. say it really loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Struve back after, well, let's see, his last fight was Mars Taipuro, wasn't it? So that Six been, months ago, yeah. seven months ago. So it's it's been a bit of time for him. He's normally quite active. Really likes Stefan Struve, aside from the fact he frustrates me because he can't he is throw one a job. Of, yeah, he is one of the most frustrating fighters ever. He's, his reach isn't as big as you would expect for a man that size. 85 inches? 84, 84 and a half. half. It's still a ridiculous reach. Like, there's only so long your arms can be. Well, that's true, but, I mean, what's John Jones? Just, just, it's the same reach as John Jones. Yeah, but John Jones is a freak. Yeah, but he's also not seven foot tall. That's true, but, I mean, reach is just wingspan. So, you add in height that's not, you know, it's not really reflective like of what true reach is. But, like, Struve has the physical intangibles and skills to essentially beat anybody. I mean, Stipe has an 80-inch reach. You tell me you think that fucking Struve's only got four inches on him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not just that. Yeah, if, if, if it's a straight line out in front of them, but when you add in height and range and distance, like, reach is just your wingspan, isn't it? Yeah. So, I think the angle you're fighting at and everything. Mm. Yeah, so, I don't know. Could just be talking absolutely. Our reach expert, nonsense. Mel Brown, our yeah. reach expert. I'm reaching to get some rational <laughs> oh, answer. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Hi. Um, everything says Struve should win this fight. Whether Which means he, does. he won't. Yeah. <laughs> no. I've been fooled before. He does beat people sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally he beats he people. He beats people sometimes. Um, he doesn't just can't seem to pull the trigger against guys above him in the rankings. No, but this is not who but this is. But that's what I'm saying. But guys below him, he does tend to beat. Um, I've just, you've no idea what sort of strew will come out. Like, the size difference will be crazy. Like, uh, Delima is six foot two, so, I mean, he's my height. This is not a small man by any stretch of the imagination, but will look uh, like a midget in there. Um, he worked a Big leg kick heavy game yeah, in his last and fight. And that worries me because Struve gets leg kicked. True. Um, but weirdly. But this is a guy, like, the Lima is a guy who's fought at light heavy as well. I know it's hard to believe considering he's now 250 something pounds, but like, his last fight was a return to heavyweight after being at light heavyweight. So, Struve is just a different kettle of fish. Like, he will be ridiculously strong. The leverage. 
I have picked Struve by decision, but I'm going to change that. And Struve's going to darse him. I've never seen Struve darse someone. Yeah. He's oh, wait, no, he did. He got your man in Daniel, England, didn't he? Omi, blah, 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 blah. Another mad. Well, least in your opinion. I do I, enjoy a good darse joke. You are a bit of a darse hole. I am. I am. Um, so I'm going to go Struve in the second round after a few scary, scary moments for him. After, well, for Struve? Yeah. Do you think he's going to get clipped a couple of times? Struve always gets clipped. Triangle. Struve also, as I think it was against Arlovsky a year ago. Oh, the, that was a close fight. It was a close fight. But he started working leg kicks, I think, in the third round. And if he had done that the whole fight... He'd have won. He, he, yeah, he, he should have won. Um, I just think he'll have a bit too much for, for Delima. I think this is a big jump up in competition for Delima as well. Like It's not the same. No, it's not. I, I would favour Stefan Street because of the experience, but uh, do you know what? I just don't think I could bet on it because I can't ever bet on Struve. No, no. I mean, fool me once. He's never fooled me because I've never bet on him. Maybe it's time for Maybe me to Maybe it's do time it. to start. So, uh, I don't even know what the... He is fucking great on the ground, the though. That's the thing. Is Last like, thing, I think it'll, it, it could end up there with this guy. Just the size difference alone, he could... Do you reckon he'll die young? Stephen Struve? Yeah. Them seven-footers don't tend to, yeah. to make it. I've to always it. wondered that about myself. Be like, is my height, like, is just, am I just going to drop down at like 50? And then people will be like, well, obviously, because he's so big. I wouldn't say 50. Well, you know what I mean. You know I, love you like, I wouldn't say 50. I think you'll make it to 55. 55. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you don't see many... You don't? Many 60 or 70 year olds, like tall six people. five plus people, and I'm 6'9, you know? Like, you don't. Yeah, like a big old person is like you just don't revered. See it. Like, oh. Yeah, you don't see it. Um, Which is weird, isn't it? Because you see tons of fat old people. It's true. What the fuck's that about? Like, why, 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 can, why got... can your body handle being fat, something that it's not supposed to be, but can't handle being tall, something that it made itself? Yeah, you've got to pump that blood a whole whole lot further wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Um no, I don't think he'll die at fifty. I hope not. I think you'll make it your sixties. Nah. You're a healthy guy. Seventy. Fucking hell. That's it. Well if you get your three score and ten, that's what my dad always said. Yeah. If you get your three score and ten, you live What do you guys life. think at home? Let us know. What is <laughs> Jack going to die at? Because um, <laughs> that would that would that would give my anxiety yeah. no bother he whatsoever. Is, uh, six foot nine and diabetic. So uh <laughs> type one diabetic, yeah. So there's there's the facts. He's a moderate drinker, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so uh we've got we'll we'll give out a good betting line on over under fifty. Oh, you could do an over and under. Well, <laughs> well you don't I, want under fifty. No. Well, fuck the odds on that though. Fuck, that's getting yeah. That's getting well close. Yeah, it's not even. That I far don't even away. want to think about yeah. that. Um, main event, which is a good one, is uh, Jan Blachowicz, who looks a little bit like a budget uh, Josh Barnett. Yeah, I see it. Um, it's and, the red beard. And yeah, and yeah, well, yeah, it's just it just looks a bit like him. And Thiago Santos. Uh, do you know, normally I'm a big believer that the experienced guy and the guy that is ranked better on paper, um, you know, does it. But Blachowicz is a notoriously slow starter. He is also criminally underrated, I believe. Yes, but he is a very, very, very slow starter. And Thiago Santos is a very fast starter. Correct. And I think that it is that that ships in the night exchange that... that 
that does it. I think this will be one round of madness. And I think Thiago Santos will finish him in the first. I, Originally, I had thought that it could be a sustained beating. Something similar, maybe, to what uh, Eric Anders, Anders yeah. and Santos looked like. Nah. But, well, I don't know. Like, Blavitz is super durable. He is, but... So, check this shit. Submission against Nikita Krylov. Or Nikita Krylov mm-hmm. Second round. He obviously went the distance with Manoa. Went the distance with That's one of, That was underrated. One of the best fights of last year. Jimmy Manoa and Oh, yeah. Blahowitz. It was phenomenal. Um, Devin Clark. He got him in the second round. Patrick Cummins, which he, lo- or he lost, went the distance. Gustafsson, which he lost, went the distance. He beat um, Igor Pograch. Yeah, um, that went the distance. Like So, this is the thing. The Omni round ones he's got were way back in 2010 in KSW, where the competition level is different. Yeah, but, I, you, but also, Devils, oh, not Devils, I was good just to point out the other way, all his losses, fifth round retirement, decision, 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 decision. Yeah, he's durable. But that's what I mean. Yeah, so. but who has he fought that can flurry... You know, short of Eri Latifi, which uh, to be no, to be fair, he finished. He finished Eri Latifi in the first round. To be fair, yeah. Oh, but I'm saying like, uh, yeah, but Gustafsson can't do what Santos did to him. It's a very different. uh, You know, I'm a massive Gustafsson fan, but Gustafsson's path to victory is not the same as Santos. But would you say Jimmy Manimus was pretty much? Yeah, but I think Santos, Jimmy Manimus, the first time they fought, faded. After winning the initial first two rounds, I think. Um, and then second time round, there was a bit of a war. This is a tough one to pick because... It is. Because you run the risk of looking like an idiot. And what I mean by that is, on paper, this is what I was saying, I always go for the experienced guy over it. Like, on paper, Jan Blachowicz should be able to handle Santos no problem because he only has one set of weapons. But Santos is super Santos experienced is, as well. Yeah, no, no, but, uh, you know, I mean experienced in main eventing, you know, like Santos is experienced in, you know, in the UFC. Um, But, uh, you know, he's... he's Santos, like, uh, Santos has been around for a good while. Like, there's 20 he's and had 20, Yeah, I was going to say, he's had 20-odd fights, but, you know... <laughs> he did just beat the... Well, not just, but within the last year and a half, beat the piss out of Anthony Smith. Who is about to fight for the title? Yeah, he did. Um, um, you know, but that's what I mean. Is you know, apart from him, you know, the who- only issue I would look at is that he has lost to David Branch and Gegard Musasi. People who can grapple. No, they have knocked him out in the first. No, round. I know, but they are also people who can grapple. Very, so it's very that, true, but it's that and that's that fear of of being taken down might make him. Hesitant is what I'm what I'm trying to imply by that. Mm. It fucks with his game. No, I think I just think there's big momentum. I think he's you saw it against Manama. Like he just fights like he cannot be beat at the minute. Um, so, which he nearly was by Manama. Very true, but he just that's what I mean. I think lots of it is uh, momentum and will. I think he'll come out like a house on fire and try and get rid of Blahowitz. Right, Anders would this have beaten fight, him if he didn't gas. Mm, I don't know if you can claim that. That's that's one of those. No, big of course ifs. you can't yeah. claim. I can't like I, when I'm. I can't like I couldn't use it as a reason to yeah. bet against them. I think this this depends on uh, 
just how durable Blahowitz is. If he can survive the nightmare round, Blahowitz does, like you've said, you know, puts the foot in the pedal in the second round, just goes up through the gears. The later it goes, I mean, this is five rounds. Um, that's that is the thing. That's the thing is that outside the first two rounds, it is all Blahowitz, but. It is, as you say, it's that round, round and a half of sheer chaos that Santos Blahowitz can bring. Blahowitz is a big guy who hits hard as well. Not, you know, yeah. renowned for being for knocking people no, dead. No, no, but, but he'll hit hard enough he, to... Yeah, he will give you issues. And Thiago Santos is a guy who has lost uh, multiple knockouts in the division below. No, that could be that the could, be, cut. could be a lot of a wake up, but he also has several knockout losses. On you know, every one takes its toll on your chin long term. <sighs> The, those are the two paths for me. Either Santos gets rid of him in the first round or Blahowitz outlasts him, either finishes him. Well, I don't even think he finishes him late. He might overwhelm him and finish him late, but more than likely Blahowitz, you know, fourth, fifth decision. But I have gone with Santos, first round knockout. I think he's at the top of his game at the minute. Momentum, I think. Considering the guy, like I just said, I think that what he did to Anthony Smith a year ago and considering Anthony Smith is now essentially leapfrogged him for a title in this division um, we'll just f- add further confidence to him what he just did to Jimmy Manoa this is a tough fight but I'm, I'm going to go with Santos I am torn massively um, I think Santos probably stops him in the first but that's going to be my pick because I have to like I have to pick just one but dependent on the odds, I would be tempted to bet on Blahowitz. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that Blahowitz, Blahowitz on paper has everything because he's. I would argue that he is infinitely more well-rounded than Santos. Infinitely, he is. He is on paper a better fighter. If you were, if you were to do a creative character in UFC, you know you divvy your points up. Mm-hmm. Santos is what you get when you've when you you can't afford to give your fighter because you've given him all power and no stamina <laughs> and you can't give him anything else his ground game shit you know you can't give him anything yeah as for Jan Blachowicz is his ground game shit though well not shit but like it's not great but what I mean is Jan Blachowicz is what you get when you take the smart approach everything's fives everything's fives and you slowly build them up and you build them up and you build them up you know <laughs> and because of that like I, I do I do think that Blachowicz is the guy on paper that, that should win this but there's something in my gut just telling me Santos just kind of fucking ice him. He's going to ice him. In the first round. Kupow. Um But yeah. Jan Blachowicz is the uh, batting underdog. So, What are the odds? That's close. Uh, 11 to 10 for Blachowicz. 4 to 6 for Santos. What's the... What is it for? Have they put the match odds on yet? Like what's no, the first... just, r- oh, okay. just outright. I say what's the first KO for... Santos, I'd be tempted for that for a flutter. Stefan Struve, the betting underdog as well. That'd be worth money. Yep. This could be the week that I actually do bet on John Struve. Dodson, betting underdog. That's, again, so you could have a wee triple there. What What do you get if you put all three of them in? Uh, hold on, I shall make that up for you. Struve and Blahowitz. Just over 11s. What, you get 11 just for them to win? Yeah. 11 to 1 yeah well there you go folks so there you go a nice nice accumulator for you we travel on that we'll get you 120 pound and big ifs well they but are and they aren't 
that's the fun. They are and they aren't big ifs. Blachowicz could beat Santos. If you're not taking enough risks in life, you're not living. True that. Um, and on that note, that I believe will wrap our podcast up. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, please, of course, you can donate to us through Patreon, uh, which has a whole host of benefits. We have different tiers for different things, many of them including free stuff from us. But uh, please be sure to check that out if you wish to support the podcast in any way. Uh, the best thing that you can do to support us, and it would mean the world to us, it's actually probably better for us if you do this, uh, is to just like, share, and subscribe. Tag your friends in it if, if you think that uh, they'd enjoy our MMA-related banter. Uh, or if you want to get involved, uh, please drop us a message if you want to come and... Uh, disagree with us you can tweet us on the twitters at super ad mma you can get at us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash super ad mma you can email us at palookamedia at gmail.com and yeah feel free to get involved any way that you feel uh you should uh mel have you anything else to add just live long and prosper live long and prosper peeps live long and prosper i don't know what that is that even a word i'm gonna have to look that up now define prosper quality content this is the content. sort of stuff. This is what people listen for. Yeah. Uh, Prosker is not a word, so I'm live shocked. long and Prosker. Peace out, peeps. Bye.